This is The Dose, and I'm your host, Mike Schwartz. I created this show to bring you, the creatives, the best of the best in fitness, fuel, and creativity to help elevate your game and max your performance. And on today's show, I get to sit down with the one, the only, Mr. Brett Cusack, Melbourne musician. He's got a project called Mega Love. He is also in the wellness space. He is a uh, a, a lifestyle coach, a mindset coach. He's able to uh, get you out of your own way. So I was very interested in uh, in chatting and picking his brain on that. uh, He's got a group on Facebook called Confident Musician, Uh, whether it's performance confidence or just in your own life getting out of your own way and setting up uh, goals and habits and just a good ritual to keep yourself shining so as you can uh, as you can imagine I'm pretty pumped to uh, share this one with you welcome back folks I am sitting down with the man of the hour here mr. Brett Cusack uh, Brett, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you so much for making the time. First off, I know it's uh, crazy times right now. Tell us uh, a little bit about, uh, first of all, how you've been making, making your time uh, during this crazy COVID business. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Um, thanks for having me on. It's, um, it's an honor to, to have a chat and, and to talk all things music and COVID and all these things. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a crazy time. Like, it's, I don't think anyone is going to forget 2020 <laughs> or it could be 2020, 2021. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how many years could this go? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we were sort of with a music business that I run. Um, we were sort of planning to head back to face-to-face lessons. And um, when that sort of all went pear-shaped, my sort of focus has switched to like, all right, what do we do if this looks like this for the next 12 to 18 months? So it's been a, um, yeah, real, real mindset shift to actually go, all right, cool. What happens if this is, you know, something that's going to be existing for a, for a 12 to 18 months. So having to shift and pivot and um, be creative and go, all right, well, what would I like to do and what can I do? And, and if it works out or something, you know, it all sort of you know, makes sense or um, the restrictions ease, I want to also be having something that's going to work if it eases as well. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a um, it's a fascinating time, and um, I'm having an absolute ball and a nightmare all yeah. at once. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> probably more a nightmare. I, I, you know, and that's the thing, right? I, uh, I was just listening to a podcast um, with Will Smith as a featured guest, and his big thing, the one of the creative ways he got around with a lot of the. Uh, the daunting tasks in his career was just looking at it as like brick by brick, you know, like you've got one step yeah. in front of the other. And rather than looking at the whole great wall of China, I mean, that can be really daunting. And a lot of people give up before that, even uh, uh, before they even start. Right. So if we look at it from a sense of like, what can I do right now in this moment to get myself a little bit further ahead, just progress. Right. It's an interesting departure yeah. too, for yourself. Cause one thing I want to touch on is that you're a musician, accomplished artist yourself. You run a bit of a, a music school from what I, what I understand. Right. And then you've yes. also got this, I really, really want to touch on this is uh, the confident musician. Talk to us about, uh, you hit it on the head with the diversity across all of those different things and how they work towards, um, I guess, themselves. Like they're all kind of interlaced. It's a very, very unique position you hold. So let's talk about that. Yeah, well, like my, my sort of experience of growing up in the world was like I grew up with my parents and my two brothers in in middle-class Australia in Melbourne. And, um, yeah, I kind of, like, on the surface, it kind of all looked cool, but my perception of the world was 
uh, was a little different. It was kind of like my dad was always at work and I kind of had this, this, this part of myself that I felt like he should have been there more. Um, so as a result of that, I kind of never really felt like I fit in or never really felt like I was worthy of love. Um, so like fast forward, getting into music, I was kind of like, well, if I get, if like you've seen music, musicians as a kid, I was like, that, if I do that, that's going to make, you know, me stand out and people are going to love me and I'll get attention, um, and, uh, and things like that. So, um, fast forward, getting in on stage and, and trying to live the rock star lifestyle, um, throughout my twenties was, um, just this, it was kind of like this overlying addiction after addiction after addiction, trying to do bigger, crazier, um, more outrageous things in order to find this thing that I was looking for inside myself, outside myself. Um, so my journey with education, like I'd, I'd been studied after I got into music, I got into education and I was like, I can't, I got like kind of spat out of the ed- end of the education system. And um, I kind of felt like I ended up starting to do those kind of same things to my students that like my parents and my teachers doing to me as so I'd be like, in, you know, in mass, I'm like, why do I have to do this? And they'd be like, because I say so. And I'd be like, well, I don't feel appreciated or cared about here. And I'm just like, no one understands me and no one can communicate to me. So um, I've, I was very lucky when I was 27 and I'm a left-handed creative genius too. So 27 was a, a treacherous time for me from a few other people's perception that I was going to be one of the, the 27 clubs. So I went through a pretty big transformation and, and for most people watching that process, it was, it was like self-destructive. Um, so, but in, during that process, I kind of found, I got some mentors and, and some teachers who really just stopped me and just said, Brett, doesn't matter how much music you play. doesn't matter where you travel in the world. doesn't matter whatever you do. You're not going to get this thing out of the world that you're looking for outside you. You have to do it inside. Uh, I was like, piss off. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of try I try to run away from this, but. Uh, I try to then do the same thing, try to get bigger and better. I'm like, I'm going to show you. You don't know what you're talking about, this guy. So um, so eventually after 12 months, I act like, ah, oh, crap, my life is just too bipolar. It's up, down, crazy, 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 drugs, girls, um, low-priority crap. Mm-hmm. And so I went and studied with these people and I studied, I've been studying human behaviour and um, and the science and neurobiology and all of these crazy things that I don't know all the specific details of, but I understand what they mean and how they play out as a, as a human being and, and understanding my place in the world. And um, so the music school and my music and the confident musician now is um, a place for musicians to come to actually learn how to love and appreciate themselves and um, be their own superhero so that um, there's less, um, I guess mental health challenges because the statistics for musicians and mental health is absolutely bananas. It's um, there's like uh, sixty to seventy percent of musicians from the UK study from back in twenty sixteen was like sixty to seventy percent of people were suffering from um, mental health, anxiety, depression, all of this crazy stuff. And I'm just like, we are the people. The reason why we're creative and we have microphones and we're louder than people. And I'm like, but we're also the most messed up. Totally. Um, so yeah, I was very I was very blessed to be able to to be shown this information to be able to actually help people build resilience and emotional stability and confidence in themselves and ultimately love who they are, all the good bits, all the bad bits, good days, bad days, it's all part of the ebb and flow and um, just learning how to manage your emotions and having a toolkit and actually having 
um, people to call actually you know they mm-hmm. can actually help help you and and um, and and guide you in instead of trying to get you to buy the next bit of a gear or the next yeah. you know, the next girl the next you know short term quick fix um, yeah. credit and things like that so yeah yeah it's interesting too because your your music definitely does flow into that as well I know uh, just listening to the tracks you can you can feel everything and that's where it comes from such an authentic source and that's I mean that's I'd like to say that that's I'd like to say it's not as rare as it is, but it is, it's rare. Like you still have the the stuff that's hitting, hitting charts anyways. It's still a yeah. lot of fluff and a lot of feel good, which I get on its own respect. But when you've got an authentic musician, generally you, you can relate. And especially with, uh, with other musicians, you listen to that music, you, you're just a little bit more, oh, okay, vulnerability is kind of cool, right? Okay, I can actually see how this is going to make me a stronger person. Because yeah, like you said, all those other things that what they're trying to get you to buy, that's not going to fulfill what's missing in here. Right. And that's really cool. That's right. you put that uh, I like that. That's cool, man. Um, what, uh, what kind of trends are you starting to see now that we've kind of, we've had a few months under our belt about this whole COVID isolation thing from the music circle and the people that are jumping in on your, uh, your Facebook lives and like, what's, what's the common theme? Is there anything that's really sticking out to you? Yeah, I think there's um, like definitely like I, I don't generate a lot of my resources from live performances. So for everyone out there who's like never done gigs before and hasn't like either built a business or understand that even if they are or do have a job, it's they're still running their own personal business. So um, I think that whole idea of resilience and flexibility is a huge change and being able to, to change their whole perspective and, um, and plan in, in relation to that. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling that that's a huge challenge because everyone's just like, oh, the government's done this to me, but they don't have the um, that mindset to actually go, how is this actually helping me? Um, so I think that's a huge, like, learning curve for everyone. Um, and, you know, it doesn't just go for musicians. Like, my parents are older and stuff like that as well. So um, for all the older people that are just like, holy crap, this is, this is bad for us, maybe that's a bit of a wake-up call for um, yeah, older people to make sure they're looking after their health and exercising and not just taking things for granted. So, um, yeah, definitely the, the um, resistance to change and the resilience to, to push through. And, you know, I think it's fascinating that 20, 2020, oh, my God, it's a 2-0 and a 2-0. Yeah, it's going to be the best year ever. Woo-hoo! And I think, I think most for a lot of people, I think there is a, there is a, um, a definite frustration that like 2020 was supposed to be the year. Yeah. But what I want to do is help people actually bust through those challenges and actually uh, make 2020 the year despite the challenges because I think that's the, the testament of, of someone who's a great human being. So no matter what the, you know, the, the adversity is, there's a way to make it move in your favour if, if you're smart enough and resourceful enough and, and uh, clever enough to be open to um to change and to growth and um yeah if you're if you're what is the thing if you're ripe if you're ripe you're right if you're green you're growing and yeah. so the whole idea is that you always want to be yeah we don't get to life never gets any easier when you get to the next level and i think that's a that's a huge it's a huge awareness for me to um to actually acknowledge that once i got to this point where i had 130 students there was part of me was like yeah i'm winning and then yeah. COVID hit and then i was like <laughs> just half. <hard. Just>, oops. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, I, I was living in fantasy land too. 
Yeah, I, I think we all kind of were. And this is, a, this is like one of those wake-up calls where people, I think you get a bit of two camps. It's, it's polarizing because you got a lot of people that will sit back and play victim. And they'll sit back and say, oh, well, this was supposed to happen, but then COVID hit. I hear it all the time. Oh, I'd still love mm-hmm. to travel, but like I can't because like, I'm like, you're so limited on what word travel means. I know it gets a little bit airy fairy, a little, uh, but what, mm. like my greatest adventure is in like exploring new arts, exploring my new neighborhood, like meeting new people, like all of that. When we think travel and adventure, we think, Oh, glorious places, a place to escape. Well, guess what I'm yeah. finding the people that I'm chatting with in my coaching and even just day to day, they can't live with themselves. And then we're proving that that escape was them just leaving being like alone with their own thoughts at the end of the day. Mm. And now I'm starting to see that, Oh, there's so many ways that I can get out on a vacation every single day, man. Like I'm sitting down here. I'm just going to try some, uh, yeah, I've never done acrylics. Let's try some canvas. Let's do some work. Okay, yeah, right. cool. And just, you know, you're, you're exploring totally different sides of yourself to express yourself and all these frustrations. So you got the camp that can really mm. go, okay, let's try this, you know, the, the resiliency crew. And then you got the tribe over here. That's just like sitting back waiting for life to happen. And I'm like, well, man, COVID or not, what's the real pandemic? <laughs> you know, is it you? Is yes. it your mindset? <laughs> I love where you come from in that. Uh, that's where I kind of wanted to talk. Like with your work with, uh, with the confident musician, talk to me about that. What, what is your, what is, uh, yeah, what is it all about? What, what do people come there for? What do they get out of it? What's, uh, what's the whole deal, my man? So the, yeah, the essential idea was to be able to help um, people be, more confident in themselves um, because it's probably more more so like um, changing people's perception of themselves because you know like for me I had this this experience of this all of these things missing you know I wanted this thing to be in this certain way from my dad and so that forced me to go out and become an educator and to learn music and to work really hard and be really diligent with all this crazy stuff and then I come back to my dad and I'm like dad do you love me now and I wasn't, that wasn't what I was playing at in actuality, but um, what he was training me to do was actually to love myself. And um, so that's what, you know, I got to learn to do is that actually I don't need anyone else's approval to be me. Um, and so that's what a confident musician is about, is just helping people love themselves and, and make real change and actually take those, make those difficult decisions and painful decisions in order to deal with their stuff um, and confront, you know, whatever it is that, that's stopping them from taking to the next level so that they actually have um, tools and ways of actually processing their stuff and their emotions and feelings and addictions and so that they can actually, um, you know, transcend and have a, a story of transformation that they can then share with their, their craft because when when you when you do this work on yourself you actually you uncover all of these things that are so much more important than my exist like my existence or your existence yeah um and so that you know whenever i get frustrated now i'm always like all right well, what am i doing i'm like well i'm helping people love themselves and i just i get out of my own head and i can actually get to work and <clears throat> like my life since studying human behaviors got so much harder in a sense because I was a bit cruising through life, like, la, 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 everything's fine. I'm going to put a YouTube video up eventually and someone's going to find me. And I'm going to be famous. But um, I was soft and, and weak mentally and emotionally. And, you know, I was really talented 
and um, was and talented. Not anymore. I lost um, that. <laughs> you got to yeah, be yeah. a trade. It's a trade, right? Like, well, now I'm just more, you know, self-aware. I traded my talent in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Yeah. So the 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 I lost my trade of thought now. Um, <laughs> You were, on, my, <laughs> remember, you were talented. Remember, you were talented. I'm talented. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just helping people have like actual practical tools because I have a lot of clients who actually that have been through like having psychologists and counselors and things like that. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong path. Um, but what I actually do with people is actually help them crack those problems underneath the problems. Um, and yeah, so it's it's just been a, such an amazing process and. Um, you know, like going through my life, knowing like knowing that I, I guess I always felt that I was destined to do something great, um, and but yeah, to have that, like that, um, I didn't really have a high sense of self worth in order to actually push through all of the like rejection and pain and people not liking me and all of that sort of stuff, and um, because I just wanted to be loved, so I'm like I don't want to annoy anyone just in case they don't like me, and that in my experience was pretty painful, so. Um, now I understand that I have to annoy people or I'm going to, it doesn't matter what it is that I do, I'm going to piss people off. And, um, so just learning that that's part of the process and, and seeing, and also seeing how those people gain from that as well. And they get to move away from you and actually do something that's more important to them. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Cause it, it just shows. It's, it's similar in the coaching practice that I instill too, is that it's getting down to the root. We can, we can treat the symptoms all as long as we want and the symptoms will go away mm-hmm. sometimes and then they'll come back sometimes. And you never actually get to the actual behavior change that makes the, you know, click. And that's, that's really interesting that you're, you're able to do that. And I love how you said um, you, you get to the point of just accepting that you're going to piss people off anyways. Like it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and for me, no, that like, seriously, we laugh about it, but um, what's like a game changer is when you realize that they, they're getting pissed off at reasons that they're discovering aren't because of you. It's actually because of them, right? Like they're, they're yep. getting mad and they're letting something else, some external factor run their emotions, which is like, in a way, that's exactly what you want to do anyways. You want to get them in control of loving themselves. You want to get them in control of, uh, of all of those things. And then understanding that it doesn't matter. Things are going to happen to us. It's how we re- respond, not necessarily react super cool yeah that responsibility like I, I can't really handle conversations with people that's like the government did this to me um this is happening i have to do this i have to do this i'm just like well how can you actually respond to that and make a difference in your own life and um, control your own experience of that um yeah i find it really challenging to listen to those conversations because they're just like i know um but you know i know that that's like i know that that's their strategy and that's that's okay and like you know that for me too i have to care about them and where they're at too so yeah you know i think it's <clears throat> with the information that i know now it's just like i'm i'd still part of me as well i still whinge and i still complain about stuff yeah um and uh but yeah it's just about keeping your keeping your ability to respond responsibility like being able to respond to yeah. uh, a challenge so that you can you can stay with a more centered perspective on everything that's happening. So, you know, I, I, when all this started, I was posting out to all my clients and students just to have a list on the fridge of all the benefits and uh, <clears throat> of, of everything that's happening at the moment. And, you know, I, was post, I posted a picture. I can do my lessons without my shoes on at the moment. I was like, well, that's kind of a cool little thing that, yeah. um, 
So yeah, always making sure that you're keeping your 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 mindset balanced so that you can make logical decisions as opposed to just throwing your hands up in the air and being ah. It's so true, uh, man. So That's awesome. I do that sometimes. Yeah, of course. Don't fall into it. It's just that the more often you do that, it's a micro stress on on your day to day. And when you get twenty of those happening on a single day before you even get out of the room. It's like, oh man, you're setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> and so, um, and the way that you do one thing is generally the way that you're going to do many, right? And uh, if not all, right? So I, uh, I appreciate that, man. It's good insight. So what would you say then, just kind of wrapping things uh, up around that, what would you say, I mean, the show's called The Dose. So what would you, uh, what would you then say is the dose for, for a recipe for success for folks that are, are facing these uh, troubled times right now? Yeah, that's a that's a really awesome question. I think, um, like, when it comes down to it, you've got to be um, like I know that this might sound a bit airy fairy for some people, but it's it's harnessing um, a a skill set for gratitude and learning to see all of the benefits out of all of the negatives. Um, and yeah, that's an incredibly rewarding practice to be always looking for the hidden benefits in anything that I perceive as being bad. Um, and I think that's a fundamental part of it because as you start to be grateful for your challenges, you start to see new ways to solve those problems. So um, as opposed to just being ungrateful for them, it's like, I hate this, this su- this, su- this sucks. And your brain is, is designed to, keep you safe and conserve calories. So if you don't form it into a question where you're like, how does this actually help me and actually learning to and understand and be grateful for things, um, your brain just will just shut down and you'll just be like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, that's a huge key is being grateful. And it's not like I'm grateful for my legs. I'm grateful for, you know, my bike. I'm grateful for food. <laughs> it's like real gratitude, which in my perception is, is learning to see that because I have to wear a mask, um, it's making me really think and care about other people on the planet. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement is also about, okay, cool, where are these people coming from and um, and what, what is their experience of the world and, and, and understanding about white privilege and all of those things. And and for me, it's like getting all these people to, to speak up and talk about their um, <clears throat> their experiences of the world and, and, ed- and learning and being educated and uh, I'm incredibly grateful for that as an experience, not because because people got hurt and, and suppressed and all of these things, but because it's helping us all connect and care about other um, creatures, creatures, cultures, is the word I want to use. <laughs> it's interchangeable, really, at this point. Creatures. I care about the cultures, um, creatures, everything. It's good. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So gratitude would be my um, one one little tip for, for everyone. <clears throat> Awesome. Yeah. And that stems through all parts of your life too, right? It's just like um, the only regret I have about mindset, mindfulness and meditation is that I didn't do it sooner. That's just like, it's Mm. revolutionized the way that my day unfolds. And, you know, I'm sure you've had these kind of coaching conversations too. It's like, it's not going to change overnight. It's not going to change in a year. It's not going to change even in the, like maybe even a half a lifetime. It's just like putting those practices in, you start with one, one little moment, which turns into two little moments, which turns into 10 minutes, hour, week, year, you know, it, it compounds. So if you can have one really good moment, that can compound to one really good year, 
And it's a perspective mm-hmm. thing too. Like even these people that are saying 2020 was supposed to be my year. Well, what are you doing to make it your year? Like it's not, it's not just going to happen. What if this didn't happen? What would you be doing right now? And why are you not doing that? Did it really, yeah. is, it just, <laughs> is it just easier to blame all these external things, you know? So I think we could go on days just having the conversation you and I on that. So um, that's, uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, any, any final closing words for, for the folks? I mean, again, the, the general audience, I mean, one thing I'm super interested, I know it's like really heavy stuff, but what are you listening to right now? Like what's, uh, what kind of music is, uh, is on the, on the Spotify playlist or if we were to tap that's in? That's a really good question. I'm right. like, I've yeah. just finished writing 12 songs. So it's kind of like, I just listen to production references relative to those <laughs> songs. So, um, and I'm also part of a songwriting crew, so we're doing like trying to write really professional um, like pop songs. So I'm listening yeah. to a lot of pop, um, and I know that once I finish doing that, I'm probably going to start listening to a lot of metal. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm not really listening to a lot of music at the moment. I'm listening, yeah, just write because I'm writing heaps. It's, um, sort of takes up over all my time and attention. I'm like, oh, I should listen to music. I should probably make some. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's different when it's a job, right? It's, um, it, it's almost like the, the same thing I find when I'm going out to a show. It's like really hard to turn off from like the audio engineer or turn off from the, the drummer and like the stage hand and all these jo- jobs that we have in the industry. So it's actually, that's speaking of gratitude, I'm actually kind of grateful that I don't have to be working 24 seven when I go out to enjoy music or if I'm watching a professional thing happen on, on the screen. You can sit back and watch all of your favorite bands on your, your computer screen. Like, come on, that's brilliant. They're make, they're trying to make money too, right? <laughs> When's the last time you saw the Rolling Stones in their own living room, right? That's, yep, that um, that's a great question. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> no, so I sat down and it's on, uh, I forget what, uh, what program it was. It was one of those big like worldwide concert things and the Stones are playing from their, from their like bedroom. That's insane. Yeah. I'll check well, that out. Show, sure. Yeah. Check it out. I'll, I'll send you like, actually, you know what? We're talking about it. I'm putting it in the show notes. We're going to let everybody find the Rolling Stones playing in their bedrooms. It's weird. It's awesome. But it's weird. Yeah. So. yeah cool. Awesome. My dude. Well, I won't keep you. I know we got, uh, we got some stuff to do here. Um, thank you again so much for your time. Uh, this has been awesome. Really insightful. Great, uh, great message that you got. Where can people find you? You can check out Music Under Mega Love on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, all of those vibes. Uh, and if you're curious about The Confident Musician, you can find The Confident Musician on Facebook. We'll see you in there. Come and join in the conversation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Brett. It's been a blast. Um, all the best to you. My pleasure. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, no worries. Big thank you to Mr. Brett Cusack. Uh, awesome, awesome chat. So check him out, The Confident Musician, on Facebook. That's it for me. That's all. I'm hitting the road. Um, I'm, wow, I'm out. I'm in the skies. So I will catch you again here next week. Same time, same place. Till then, you stay sweet. Peace. But I'm sailing on to our next to me.